You get up your hands. Amen. Amen. Thank you. And I um, appreciate the Lord very, very much. He's very kind to us all, and we all, all are grateful. Anybody grateful today? Yeah. Grateful for the hand of the Lord. And I kind of the privilege and an opportunity to be here today at Top Church. I want you to realize that I bring you greetings from Atlanta, Georgia, um, Solid Rock Pentecostal Church. My wife said earlier we've been there 25 years, and I really appreciate my pastor and sister Neil. Give them a hand. I really appreciate them, and I value them very, very much. You know, one of the greatest assets you can ever have in your life as a pastor. Last week in the church, I preached about having a prophet in your life. And I talked about John the Baptist. And each of us need a prophet to speak into our life. We need someone who will tell us when we're wrong and tell us and encourage us and strengthen us as day goes on. And uh, thank the Lord for that. And, of course, God is doing some great things at Top Church. I'm seeing it. Well, if you went into camp, you really missed a tree at the camp. We had an awesome time. And God really visited us there. And uh, something I said earlier, I said there's three things that changes your life. It is the books you read, the people you meet, and the places you go. Those are the three things that will change your life. Somebody said forever. Forever. They will change your life forever. Your communication, your connection with people. You know, I don't believe, I don't believe in accidents. I believe that God has a design purpose for our lives. And you meet people for a purpose. Some of you came to Fort McMurray. You didn't know you was coming as a kid. You didn't know what God had in store for you, but God had something planned for your life. God is the author of your life, whether you realize it or not. He's the author of it. And that's why you're here today. Not by accident, but by design. God has a plan. Somebody say a plan. God has a plan for your life. And don't take it, you know, just, don't just kind of throw it down. Say, God, what do you have for me? What do you have for me, God? What do you want to do in my life, God? And you be open. Somebody say, be open. Be open for what God wants to do in your life. Amen. How many, how many know that God governs in your life? Amen. I want to get right into the word of the Lord again. Uh, Pastor, Sister Neil, thank you again for inviting us. He, I kind of invited myself a little bit, you know. Um, I really wanted to come back to the camp. And my little daughter uh, really enjoyed the camp. Go with me to the book of Mark, chapter 11, if you're turning there with me, if you're standing for the reading of the word. My daughter really wanted to come and be a part of that. And uh, she was looking forward to seeing all her friends. And uh, so we're thankful for that. Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 7. And this is what the Bible says. And when they came nigh to Jerusalem, to Bethage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent forth two of his disciples and said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you. And as soon as you enter into it, ye shall find a what? A coat what? Tied. Whereon never a man has set, loose him. Somebody said, loose him. And he said, bring him him. Bring him. And if any man say unto you, why do ye this? Say ye that the Lord has what? Need of him. And straightway he, he will send him hither. And they went there way and found the coat tied by, by the door without in a place where two ways met. And they loose him. Somebody say they loose him. And certain of them that stood there said unto them, What do ye loosing the coat? And they said unto him, them, even as Jesus has commanded, and they left let them go 
And they brought the coat to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he set upon him. Praise God. Amen. If you put your Bibles down this morning, I want to preach to you this morning. I have a gift for everybody in this room. Usher, I want you to pass those out for me. I have a gift for everybody. I want you to take one of these, and I want you to take it. I want you to, um, can I have somebody help him pass it out? Somebody help him pass it out if you would, quickly. And I don't want to hold everybody. I will not keep you long. I'll do what Elizabeth Taylor told her husband. I will not keep you long. Okay? I <laughs> don't plan on keeping you long. So, so if you would help me today, thank you for giving them. You may be seated this morning. Amen. I want to give you one of those. This is a, a, it's a string. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a rope. In that rope, there's a knot. Somebody say a knot. There's a knot in that rope. Okay? Somebody bring me one, too, when you get a chance. I want to talk to you today about untying the knot in your life. Untying the knot in your life. Jesus sent two of his disciples to find a donkey. And you got to understand the donkey was kind of like having an automobile like we have today to get around. And so they travel either by foot or by animal. And so they, Jesus went and told his disciples to go look for this donkey. Now, this donkey was not just any type of donkey. It was a donkey that a man has never set on at all. Disciples followed Jesus' instruction. They obeyed the Lord and went. And they found a donkey tied to a post. Now, think about it for a minute. Now, why was a donkey tied to the post? To ensure it wouldn't run away. He was tied. The donkey was there because somebody placed him there. Somebody say there. Somebody placed the donkey there. And somebody tied the donkey up. And the donkey didn't tie himself up. I said the donkey didn't tie himself up. Somebody tied the donkey up. The donkey had nothing to do with it. He was an innocent bystander. But he was tied because somebody else tied him up. And the donkey was there, placed there, waiting on his master to return. So the donkey was tied up because somebody put him there. Now, when we look at the word tied, means to attach or to fasten somebody or something with some type of rope or string. So he was tied with a rope. And he found himself tied in a knot. Now understand that we use, we talk about fasting and uh, fasting and uh, attaching something in place. You know, we talk about, um, you know, prison. I've never been to prison. I don't plan on going there. But you know, there are people who have been in prison, and prison is a terrible place to be. And when you go to prison, you lose all your freedom. You lose every, uh, everything, and you're, you find yourself under the control of somebody else. Paul and Silas found themselves in jail, and they were bound. Somebody said they was bound. They were bound by chains in the jail and couldn't get out because they was bound by somebody else. Somebody else bound them with chains. And ropes. And so they found themselves sitting in the jail, and all of a sudden uh, they begin to sing praises to the Lord. 
The every finds heaven shall begin to praise and magnify the Lord. There's something about praise and worship that gets God's attention. Praise God. You got to realize that true worship is a true thermometer to the soul. If you really want to know where you are, look at your worship. It will say a lot about you and where you are because it is a true, true thermometer to the soul. And so Paul and Silas were bound in jail in a spirit of hopelessness and helplessness. You know, it's amazing that how that life situations can tie our lives into a knot. And not because, because of situations, sometimes because of situation, sometimes because of relationships, sometimes because of things that transpire in our life, we get our lives in a knot. That we didn't mean to get ourselves in the knot, but somehow it worked out that my life is in a knot. You ever had your life in a knot? I have. I've been bound by certain things in my life, and all of a sudden, not, not because I, I did anything wrong, because I was attached to somebody else. I found myself tied up in a knot. You know, life circumstances can tie your tie you in a knot where you can't get yourself out of there's some things you can't untie yourself there are some things you get yourself into that is very difficult to untie it because you find yourself tied up somebody say in a knot you find yourself tied up in the knot now we talk about the word knot as we as we're getting married i'm tying the knot okay Somebody, the married folks say amen. amen. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. Come on. Y'all interpreted something I didn't say. <laughs> or you make reference to your stomach is in a knot. You know, and, you, and you're trying to untie the knot in your life. And maybe your life is tied up. Maybe because of circumstances and the limits in your life that you've been trying to untie the knot and it seems like the more you untie, the more knots you get into. You got to realize there's some things you can't untie yourself. It's going to take the Lord to help you through the situation. It's going to take God to bring you out and untie where you are in your life. It's amazing how that we can get ourselves in a knot. Give me a son. Sit right here. This young man is tied up. And he's tied up because I, I tied him up. And maybe sometimes people, you can find yourself tied up in family matters. Family matters and issues in your, in your family issues. Maybe it's in your marriage. Maybe it's a bad marriage. Maybe it's a divorce you've been through. Or are you thinking about divorce or whatever? And it seems like your life is so tied up. He's saying, God, how did I get out of this mess? What do I need to do, God, to get out of it? And you found yourself, you pray, you fast, you seek God. But it's still like not, your life is in a knot. And maybe it's family issues. I'm going to say family issues. We all have some family issues. I told everybody, someone the other day, I said, we all got one in our family. So we all got one person that's always acting up in the family. You know that. It's, 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 it's Billy Bob or Sally Sue. You know, Billy Bob can't get along with nobody. Always causing trouble. 
We all got one. Somebody said, we all got one. We all got one. And so it could be family issues that rise in our lives. And we're trying to overcome it. We're trying to untie it. And say, God, I really want to break free. I really want to get out of here, God. But how do I do it? Look into Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. There's some things you can't untie. It's going to take God. Somebody say, God. It's going to take God to do it. Come here, son. This young man is tired and married. Maybe it's children issues. Have a seat. Maybe y'all can't see. Y'all won't sit down here. Sit, sit down here. They can't see you. Everybody on this side can't see you. Sit right here. Okay, thank you. Maybe it's, it's children issues. Maybe Johnny has been rebellious. Maybe Johnny has left home. Maybe Johnny is self-centered. Maybe my child got pregnant out of wedlock. Maybe, you know, they're they always talking back all the time and I can't get a word in. Maybe they're going through a crisis in their life and it seems like my child is tired or not. It happens. I say it happens. When you're praying for your children, you want your children saved. You want your husband saved. You want your family together. You want things to work out. And it seems like everything is in the knot. Everything. And you try to pray for your kids. And the more you pray for them, the more they stray away from God. The more they get away from God. But I want to encourage you today to keep praying. Keep fasting for them. Because deliverance is on its way. And sometimes our kids sometimes have the bad influence in their lives. And they find themselves tied, not because they really want to be tied, because of associations. So you can get with the wrong crowd, hang with the wrong people, and get yourself in trouble. Had one of my boys came to me a few weeks ago, and he had got himself into trouble. He sat down and talked to me. He, he, was, he was at the wrong place at the wrong time, hanging with the wrong people. So the police came, and so he kind of they, 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 he kind of jumped the gun, you know. He kind of ran from the police, and they looking for him, put out a warrant on him. So he came to me, and said, "Pastor," he said, "Now what do I do?" I said, "Well, you got to turn yourself in. <laughs> you got to turn yourself in." So I started calling some of my friends. I had to call the um, uh, district attorney, call the police, the uh, uh, police uh, um, chief, and talk to them. Talk to the detective. How can we work through all that? And we're working through it. But he didn't really mean to get himself in trouble. He was the wrong place at the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people and got caught up. Well, do you realize that now it could happen to you? You're not exempt from trouble. Let me tell you, trouble will find you. No matter where you are, how much you pray and fast, trouble will find you. How many believe that trouble will find you? It will not give up on you. It will find you no matter where you are, who you are. I don't care how spiritual you are. You're going to have trouble in your life. But I'd rather go through trouble with God with God than without God. I'd rather have the Lord. If the Lord is on my side, I'm okay. I say I'm okay. But many times people get their lives caught up. And all of a sudden, come here, son. Next, come here, come here, come here. Have a seat here. And maybe it's financially. Maybe you got financial troubles. And maybe you got you you, you overextend yourself with credit. Maybe you were trying to do, start a business. It didn't work out like you wanted it to work out. 
maybe you know you made you 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 spent more than you bargained for, and you really overextended yourself of credit, and it seemed like I, I got myself in a fix, and how do I get out of the fix? Maybe you bad. Maybe you made some bad decisions. You know what? You can make bad decisions. You are where you are because of the, the decisions you made. Don't blame anybody else. And so, sometimes financial, we can get ourselves in a knot. And we stop tithing. We don't give or we don't support the work of God. Because we say, God, I got myself in a knot. I got news. You can't afford not to tithe. You can't afford not to tithe. Because everything belongs to the Lord. Somebody said the Lord. Everything belongs to the Lord. He owns everything. So when you, when you, you don't need to stop tithing. That's what you need to, need to start tithing and do it right. But maybe financially, you find yourself really in a hole. Or maybe emotionally. Come on, son. Next. Maybe emotionally. Maybe you, 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 you're having problems mentally. Maybe in depression. Maybe you worry a lot. Maybe you're, you're insecure about things in your life. And it seems like, God, I tried. It didn't work out, God. And all of a sudden, insecurities and fear. You know, fear how we are gripping you, whether you realize it or not. You know what fear does? Fear will paralyze you. Fear will paralyze you when you feel like you can't do anything. You feel like, and also depression. You can feel depressed. How to, and you wake up in the morning, you're depressed. You go to bed, you're depressed. You're popping pills all the time, trying to stay above the curb and stay above the line. And it seems like it's hard. But I'll come to tell you, you can untie that knot in your life. You can untie. Her lady came to camp and testified. Every time she went to bed, she had to take a pop of pill. And God had begun to work in her life, and God is delivering her. Somebody said, Deliverance. Deliverance is here. I realize deliverance and God has come to deliver no matter what you know, on drugs or whatever it may be, immorality, perversion, whatever it may be, God can deliver you. God can bring you out. Nothing is too hard for God. Come on and clap your hands. Nothing is too hard for God. It doesn't matter where you find yourself. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life. God is in control. God can untie the knot in your life. You he can untie the knot in your life because sometimes you get yourself in the knot. And that donkey was tied there. Notice the donkey was tied there not because of his own desire, but somebody else tied him there. And when the disciples came, they, they found the donkey at a place where two ways met. Two ways. Sometimes you're trying to make a decision to walk for God or don't walk for God. Do I make the move? Do I make the transition? And sometimes crossroads. And crossroads are very important in our lives. And we've got to make the right decision in, in our life. Somebody say transition. Transition. And maybe somebody here today is in transition. It could be family. It could be job. It could be a number of things in your life that you're in transition. But the Bible says seek first the kingdom of God. The Bible says seek first the kingdom. Somebody say the kingdom. Not what you want to do, but what God has for you. The safest place in the whole wide world is the will of God. I say the will of God. Being in God's will is the most important thing in your life. You can't go wrong obeying God. Am I making sense, church? Do you understand me, church? 
they found themselves past Neil in, 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 uh, uh, two ways. There was, you know, there was, you can either go one way or the other way. So you can choose your own path, or you can choose God's path. And you gotta understand that, you know, the disciples met the donkey. Where two ways met. Two ways. You know what? You're always gonna have to make a decision. Let me tell you something. It pays to do what is right. Listen to Pastor Terry. It pays to do what is right. I don't care what you confront it with. I don't care if it's in your marriage. I don't care if it's in a job. I don't care what it is. It pays to do what is right. To connive and steal and do other things is totally wrong. God will not honor it. See, God, see, when you're right, God will stand with you, Pastor Neil. He'll stand in your corner. He'll represent you. He'll be your attorney. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Sometimes emotional stress can get a hold to you. Emotional stress. Bills. You know, don't know where to turn, where to go. You know, people, you know, people are having more mental problems than ever before. And they turn to alcohol. They turn to drugs. They're looking for other outlets. They're looking for other outlets. But the only outlet you can find is a Lord in your life. But maybe you find yourself, somebody will hold your knot up. Maybe you find yourself, maybe you got a knot of sickness in your life. Put them down. Come here, come here, Zach. Come here. Sit right here. Over here. In front. You ever been sick? And you prayed and you fast and nothing happened. You ever had sickness in your body, a disease, a chronic sickness, and you serve the Lord and see that nothing works out, and you're praying for this person and praying for that person, and, and nothing is transpiring. And you see that your life is in a knot, and you're praying. You know what? I want you to know that God is really a deliverer, He's a healer, He really is. And maybe sickness has got you bound. And, and you feel like I can't hardly make it. Huh? But I want to tell you the sun's going to rise in the morning. If the Lord be for you, who can be against you? If God is in your, on your side. I say if God is on your side. Sometimes sickness comes. You know what? Sickness, sickness comes to all of us. You know, you can be diagnosed with cancer. You can't. I can't. None of us are exempt. None of a, a tumor I had, but Bishop Haney, who is one of my greatest mentors in my life, a pastor in California, got diagnosed with a brain tumor. A brain tumor. And we prayed and fasted and nothing happened and he died. But it takes nothing away from God. Nothing away from God. Because God is, whether God heals me or he, don't heal me, he's still God all by himself. The greatest comfort we have is that he was in the Lord. Realize we all got to pass that way. I said, we all got to pass that way. Whether you realize or not, in sickness sometimes, but it kneel happens. And sometimes we have to learn to live with some things. Sometimes you got to learn to live with some things. You know, sometimes, you know, it, because it shows that how, how, how awesome God's power is. His, you write to say, his grace is sufficient. See, when people see you go through and you come out on the other side, 
They know that God is a God is able. They know that God is able. Somebody say God is able. God is able. When people see the miracle, Pastor, God is able to do a seed and abound above all I ever acts or think. Learn to trust the Lord. Some things happen. And you can be saved and things still happen to you. I'm telling you. I mean, some things you pray. I pray for people and I'm sick in my own body. And God heals them. But I'm still sick. You pray for other people, kids, and they get, they get delivered or come to church and your kids still backslid. I come to tell you that the gospel is not a self-serving gospel. It's not about you. It's God demonstrating himself through you. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord and come into a close. And sickness and disease and chronic things happen. Give me a son. You sit right here. Maybe just plain circumstances that you find yourself in. You find yourself weary in your spirit. And on this time, we all get weary in our spirit. We really do. We get weary. And we, we, don't, we don't salt the Lord. Or we, we don't know where to turn. Where to go. We get weary. Somebody say weary. You get weary. It's easy to get weary and tired. And you wonder if it's ever going to work out. I come to tell you, no trial lasts forever. No trial lasts forever. See, God's going to bring you out if you want to get out. But it may not come like you want it to come. God's going to get the glory and the praise out of every situation. God's going to, oh, come on, somebody. You ought to magnify the Lord for what he's going to do. Don't wait till it happens. Shout now. There's sometimes we want, we want to wait till we see it materialize. We want to wait till you know, everything comes through. We get the phone call. You ought to start praising the Lord before it ever happens. God, I know you're going to do it. I know you're on the throne, God. I see it before it ever happens. Oh, come on and clap your hands, everybody. Clap your hands, everybody. Come here, son. You know, sometimes circumstances get a hold of us sometimes. And no matter where we turn, it seems like I'm, I'm just tied up. And I, I can't. And some, I mentioned to you earlier, you ain't done nothing wrong. But you're just tied up because you're associated with somebody else. And sometimes, you know, weariness can come over you. But I want you to know something about the Lord. You know, God can deliver you. He can unloose and untie weariness in your spirit and refresh you with a wind of refreshing. He can blow in the wind. And all of a sudden, a wind of refreshing comes in and renew your mind, renew your spirit. Lift your heart, lift your mind. Oh, somebody praise him right now. Sit right here. Give me a Zach. Into your sickness. Too early, you know, sometimes, you know, I wish, I wish we had an answer for everything, but I don't. You don't either. Why do bad things happen to good people? I don't, know, I don't understand either. I do know who's in charge. 
I didn't know what God can do. What he choose to is up to him. The leper that came to Jesus said, Lord, I know you can heal me if you want to. How many know he can if he wants to? He can. He can. Somebody shout, he can. Somebody say, he can. And he can lose sickness. Come here. Sit here. Where's my little boy? He, I don't know where he went. Where did he go? Come on back here, boy. You ain't, you ain't free yet. Sit back here. That's right. You got to want to be free. Come here, son. Emotional. We talked about earlier. You know, the stress and you don't know where to turn and depression. Depression is like a dark cloud. Every you get up in the morning, it's kind of it's over you. Just insecurity. Where do I need to turn, God? I don't I don't know where to go, where to go. I've been I've been abandoned. I've been I've been an orphan. I whatever. But I want you to realize God is in charge of all things. Come on, untie yourself. Can you untie? See, you can't. See, sometimes you can't untie yourself. You've Got to help somebody else. Somebody else to help untie you. See, Jesus can untie you. Sit down, son. Thank you. Someone, give him a hand. I appreciate him. Come on, Zach. Come on, Zach. Come on. What's your name? Kayla. Come on, Kayla. Children issues. I forgot. I forgot where you were. Anyway, let me make a difference. Children issues. And maybe your kid is having some problems, yeah. You know, kids are kids. And they get themselves in trouble sometimes. And as parents, we need to continue to pray and fast for them. And help and be good parents and, and ask the Lord to help us to be a godly husband or a godly wife or a godly mother or a godly father. Because some things you don't know yourself. You need somebody to help you. And maybe there's children issues. But I want you, maybe your child is going, going off, going astray. Maybe your child has lost, left church. Or maybe your child is just out there in the streets. Maybe you don't know where they are. You don't know. Just keep praying. Because somebody somewhere, could, God could send them somewhere. Somebody comes and witness to them. There was a, had a missionary in my church a few weeks ago. And, um. That he came to help us start a new uh, Spanish-speaking work. And so what had happened was he moved to a trailer park because something happened. And so he went to his trailer park, and he parked his RV there, and he, stayed, and he met two people that was there. And found out, didn't know, he didn't know these people at all, found out that he was a backslider. 35 years ago, he was in church singing with the worship team, went on a mission trip. But somehow he got his life tied up in a knot. And he came to church a couple weeks ago. Somebody praise the Lord. Don't you tell me God can't find your kids. Don't you tell me God can't find. God can. And God untied him. How many want to see your kids get the Holy Ghost and get baptized live for God? I want to see God do it. Amen. Come on, financially. Maybe financially is issues. Financial issues in your life. And maybe, you, I said earlier, maybe you, you, know, you just extended yourself. Or maybe things happened. Or maybe there had been a sickness and you almost lost all your money. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you, maybe you came out here looking for a job. But I'm going to tell you something. God sent you here. 
I say, God sent you here. You thought you was coming for, for a paycheck. God said, oh, I got more for you. I'm taking you to the next level. I'm taking you to the next level. That's why I'm sending you to here to talk, church, because I'm taking you to the next level. I want you to remember one thing. This is very important for you today. The next level is designed to keep you out. Did you hear that? The devil don't want you to go to the next level. He wants you to come to church and just sit there. Come every now and then. But he wants you to get radical. He don't want you to get involved in church. He don't want you to start tithing. He don't want you to get involved in the choir. He wants you to come, start coming on a regular basis. See, sometimes, well, some of us come just every now and then. I got him at my church. But what you got to understand, you're here because God brought you. You think it's to make money. There's a lot of money here. I understand that. But God's got something in store for your life. Maybe you don't understand everything that God has for you right now. But if you'll seek the Lord and you'll be faithful to the Lord, he will give you an answer. And it'll be a whole lot more than what you bargained for. You're going to get a whole lot out of that than just money. You're going to get to walk with the Lord and to trust him with all your heart, mind, and soul. Somebody praise the Lord. Come on, son. Deliverance. Somebody say deliverance. Deliverance. The last one is marriage. Come on, son. You know, maybe your husband or your wife is maybe this issue. Maybe you're having a hard time in your relationship. Maybe it seems like, you know, you really, you know, and every marriage goes through stressful times. Okay, okay. Every marriage. Every marriage goes through stressful times. Every marriage have issues. Someone say issues. If you don't have if you had it in yet, you ain't married. part of it. It's just part of it. You learn to work through crises. I don't care. You have, you have to learn to work through them. And you learn, you know, you know what? Me and my wife made up my mind. I, she ain't going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. So we're going to work it out. You know, it's, it's, amazing. It's, like, it's like marriage, you know. You can't live with them. You can't live without them. It's true. And sometimes the devil comes and, you know what, and sometimes, you know, sometimes counseling is important. And going to counseling is important. Because you don't know what transition you may be in. See, every marriage goes through transition. And you've got to know where you are. This is where people are really missing in their marriage. They miss it because there's different phases of marriage. And when you don't recognize it, then you'll, 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 you'll just bottom out. You'll lose focus. And realize, I want to move on. It's not moving on. Because you go from one relationship to another relationship with the same problem. Ooh, I better not go there, Pastor Neil. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the truth. And it, and it doesn't make a difference if you divorce this person, then you got to eat. Then, then you, t- you, you, go there, you, go, you go there, too. It's like, you know, there's no perfect church. You know, when you, if, it, if, you go, if you're looking for the perfect church, when you get there, you're going to mess it up. Right. You, I said, you're going to mess it up. Because you showed up. It's the same way with marriage. You learn to work through crises. You learn to work through it. And sometimes being accountable, having someone to speak in your life, having a man of God that can say, all right. So you guys are blessed. He's a counselor. I said, he's a counselor. Now, I tell Neil, I hate counseling. And I have a lot of folks. I really do. But I, I don't like counseling. 
I'll listen I'll, and I'll do it. I, 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 say, I'm, I say, I'll say, go to Dr. So-and-so down the road. Or I'll say, well, you know, because marriage, you can, you can get yourself in a knot. You get yourself in a knot where you can't get out of. I had some situations. I said, Lord, I don't know where to turn. Because of marriage. But if you're having a hard time right now, I want you to understand. God can untie that knot in your life. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. Have a seat. I'm closing now. I got, a, I got five minutes. But you see all these ropes? Now, get your, knot, get your, get your rope out. Get your rope out. Get your rope out. Hold your rope up. I better hold you. That represents the knot in your life. And maybe there's some things in your life that God, I got tied up in. You didn't mean to get tied up in. Maybe it's financially. Maybe it's relationship-wise. Maybe it's depression. But whatever your knot is, I want you to stand right now. Jesus came to untie you today. He came to untie your situation. If, you haven't, if you're smoking and you want deliverance, God can deliver you. Whatever your problem is, God can untie. You got a drinking problem, God can untie that knot in your life today. If you're a social drinker, God can deliver you right now. If you got a spirit of lust, God can deliver you right now. But you got to be one you got to want to be untied. You got to want deliverance. You got to desire deliverance. And I'll tell you today, whatever knot you got yourself tied up in, God wants to untie it. Lift your hands. Lift that knot up in the air and begin to worship the Lord right now. Hold that knot up in the air and begin to worship. So Lord, this represents a situation in my life. It represents something in my life, Lord, that I got myself into. Lord, I'm asking you for your deliverance in my life. Lord, I, I don't know where to turn, where to go. I'm struggling, God. God, I'm struggling, God. I'm struggling. I'm struggling, God. I'm asking for to deliver me, Lord, today. The situation, God, I'm giving it to you today. I'm telling you, God, right now. I believe you for deliverance. I believe you for my healing. I believe you to save my marriage, save my children. I believe you, God, you're going to bring me out of this situation, God, uh, of this habit I got. You're going to deliver me from drinking. You're going to deliver me from alcohol, from smoking. You're going to deliver me, God, from drug addiction. You're going to help me, God, try to press my way through. Hey, God, I thank you, Lord, right now. I receive my deliverance. I receive my deliverance this morning, God. And God, I claim it right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody, begin to worship. Right now in the name of Jesus. I'm going to untie it, God. It's not going to hold me hostage no more. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands, boys. Let's begin to worship. Father, thank you for my deliverance. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Church, put your hands down. Now, 
this this represent a knot. I don't know. I don't know what the knot is. God knows what the knot is. Sometimes I get myself in a knot. I get myself in a knot. Nobody else. I got myself in a knot. Made a bad decision. Bad choice. Did the wrong thing. Made the wrong move. But you know what? Out of my out of my ignorance, and God can untie it in my in my life right now. I want you to take this down and untie it right now. I want you to untie it right now. Untie it and hold it up. Untie it. I said, hold it up. Hold it up. See, God can untie that knot in your life. And this morning, if you got your knot in life, I want you to make your way up here this morning. Say, God, you untied in my life. Make your way down here right now. Make your way down here right now. Come on down here right now. Make your way down here right now. Let the Holy Ghost begin to minister to you right now. Come on. Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. Step out of that pew right now. Say, God, I know you untied into my life. God, you spoke to me this morning. I, I heard your voice, God. I know you was talking to me this morning, God. Come on, I know you was talking to me this morning, God, about my life and where I'm, where I'm at, God. I know you're speaking to me, God. I know you're talking to me. Let me respond to your voice, God. Come on, I said. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come against oppression. Come on, church. Come on, church. Begin to call the name of the Lord. Begin to lift your hands and your voices. Lord, I want deliverance. I really want it, God. I say, come on, church. Come on. Follow your hands on this man right now, Lord. I know you're speaking to him. I know you've been speaking to this man, God. Throughout this message, God, you've been talking to him. God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for God untie it. Untie his life. It's a purpose. It's a purpose, God. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you this morning. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your deliverance. Thank you for your deliverance, God. Come on, church. Come on, church. Father, thank you for speaking to her today. Thank you for speaking. That's it. In the name of Jesus.
Yes, Lord. Oh, God. Thank you for deliverance today. Father, thank you. God, I thank you, Lord. Oh, God. 